0: You're listening to the King of the Fourth Podcast, offering in-depth analysis on all things Boston Celtics, with your hosts, Jim and Mike Quigley. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the 51st episode of King of the uh, Fourth Podcast with Mike Quigley, uh, the host and Jim Quigley, I don't know how we usually start that off, but we both do the calls. Jim, Jim does all the work, so he's probably the lead of the podcast. Um, we're really excited to be here. The Celtics just ended the West Coast trip where they went 4-0 and then uh, returned home, which everybody thought was going to be a tough game against Utah, and it wasn't. Uh, another blowout. Just a long line of blowouts for the Celtics. The uh, really impressive West Coast trip and you know, two really good upcoming games uh, today and tomorrow against Two teams who suddenly find themselves uh, not having to be playing. So two teams that have a lot to play in. Um, Minnesota basically in a tie with Denver. They win here in Boston tonight. They're the sixth seed. Um, And Toronto, who just recently jumped Cleveland, with the ability to maybe Toronto's looking at the five seed now. Um, And then we have to think about seeding for the Celtics as they look at an opportunity to jump into the one seed with the possibility of playing a team like Cleveland in the first round, which I think would be really great for the Celtics. Um, So that's how I'll kick it off. You know, Jim, just want to hear your initial thoughts of the road trip and, you know, what you, I mean, what you've seen, it's just my initial thoughts of the games were over in the first quarter of every game, the last five games or, or the second quarter. Quarter, yeah yeah um, no they, 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 it's they, not even close it's it's just yeah, dominating everybody
1: there really is they, they're just dominating actually the closest game was out in okc and it, it just felt like that was just kind of messing with the game in the yeah, second half good. more than anything else um mm-hmm. and being without robin smart for that game they you, you know they, that's it this a uh, the starting five is just blitzing teams to start the game in a way where y- y- it's just you know, it's
0: hey, to be just into the KG team.
1: Yeah, it's just going to be infuriating and disabling for them, um, both, you know, in terms of their will and, you know, the, the way the style of play of the Celtics. Defensively, we've known all along how great they are. One through five, they can switch. They, they use Rob as a floater to defend the paint. I mean, even if guys get beat, he's cleaning things up. Um, Al Horford defensively looks like a a younger version of himself. And, you know, that trade, you know, now looks like, uh, you know, a steal for the Celtics considering where they're setting up to be. Um, And then uh, the surprise has just been offensively. Um, They're shooting the lights out, um, at least over these last five games. Peyton Pritchett has really seemed to find his stroke. He was a 20% three-point shooter earlier in the year. He's up. Over 40% now. Uh, Grant went through that little spell, three, four games, but he seems to be back in rhythm. Even Derek White um, slowly seems to be coming out of his offensive funk. They they just – and then obviously Tatum is Tatum, and, and he does Tatum things, especially in the first quarter of games. I mean, he's just uh, exercising his will from the get-go.
0: Oh, and I think, I think since Dallas – we've also seen an adjustment made to get Jalen Brown more involved in the offense too, which has been, I think you've seen, you know, Tatum and Brown really with, you know, scoring amounts really close to each other every game, which I think is really positive as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Dallas has been the only stumbling block um, over the last couple of weeks. And, you know, Dallas is a good team defensively did some nice things. You also wonder how much the emotion of the KG day and just the weird start time all affected that um because outside of that they they just they look like you know and they maybe it's temporary but they look like the best team in the league right now and when you combine their defense and their offense and what they're able to do you know that stretch in Denver and Denver like you said is playing for a lot right now and they've been a pretty good team all year and the second quarter I don't know what it was like a 26 to 2 run it's it yeah, it just you know, on both ends, like Denver couldn't defend them and they didn't know what to do offensively to get off a good shot and and the game was just over. It was just over. Yeah. And they're doing that night in and night out. Um, Utah never felt like they were in the game. Um, mm-hmm. They looked like a defeated team in the first quarter. And you just it's it's amazing basketball right now. Tatum's a legitimate all NBA first team candidate. He's a top five MVP candidate. I don't think he's the MVP of the league, but he's the top five MVP candidate. Now Uh, they have two guys who are vying for defensive player of the year and first team all defense. They just, um, they've been great. But the one thing I think that, you know, health is important to all teams, you know, um, and, you know, when we discuss seeding and what the Celtics should do, I think one consideration, if I have one worry right now, is I think if any of their top five miss extended time, it really is going to hurt their chances on how far they can go and what they can do. And, you know, I don't know if that extends to all teams. Usually it's the top two or three players. But for the Celtics, I think any one of these top five, um, it changes what they're able to do defensively, certainly, and and to to an extent offensively. They're not a very deep team to begin with. And um, so, you know, when you talked about how they want to match up going forward in the playoffs, um, I think that needs to be a consideration on how we talk about this.
0: Yeah, I I don't know what you do to avoid injuries. Uh, There's, I mean, you're talking about sitting guys down the stretch here, so – I, that's certainly a possibility. I think this week, everybody should be playing. I know Al Horford's out for um, personal reasons tonight. So that could actually hurt them with, with the way they match up against Minnesota. I still would expect them to win, but it'll be tougher without Al. Um, But you have an opportunity, you know, if you win these two games and then you're going into Miami, um, you can really secure a spot for the one seed. That's a great opportunity for them. Just because I, of the I, I way agree, things are but I, I, like they're falling right now. I think you got I wouldn't to be sitting guys this week. I think you uh, want to win these three you games. You see
1: though on the injury report today that Tatum and Brown are both listed there. with soreness? And so you got a second night of back to back. Both guys have played a ton of minutes, a ton of minutes, especially Tatum He's played just a ton of minutes this year. If he's filling it tomorrow, is that game that important? that he has to play through it.
0: No, I mean if guys are hurt you don't play them. Um I'm not even talking hurt. But if guys are healthy yeah. I'm not sitting guys right now. You know, okay, but you I don't I, want I'm to not, lose this momentum
1: either. I'm not talking hurt, but if he's he's failing it tomorrow. Like whether it's uh you know fatigue that has to do with the knee or whatever. Mm-hmm. I I just think those those things uh need to be considerations down the stretch. To make sure you are 100% healthy going. Well, they have this,
0: yeah, they have this back-to-back and then one more next week. So it's certainly something to consider. Um, You know, I haven't heard anything serious. I I, I saw them pop up on it too. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know how serious things are, but, you know, the other side of it is, you know, you end up in the two seed and you're playing Brooklyn in the first round. Yep. You know, when you had an opportunity to take on Cleveland and avoid Brooklyn to the Eastern Conference Finals, um, you know, you play Cleveland, you're talking about a sweeper, a five game series. Everybody else, it's it's a, it's a dogfight. I think it's such an advantage to have the one seed to play a team I think Cleveland, Cleveland
1: or Chicago, um, Atlanta,
0: Atlanta or Charlotte right now. Yeah. What's that?
1: Cleveland or Chicago. I think either one of those teams you feel really good about in a seven game series. Yeah. You know, I think Chicago's like 0 and 16 against the top eight teams in the league this year.
0: Yeah, they're playing really poor right now. Um yeah, I just think it's it's an advantage if you can get an easy first round and then you, know, you play in the second round team that's coming off you know, a seven game series. Um, I do think that makes a big difference. But you know, if people are showing up on the injury list, yeah, you don't play them tomorrow if they're they're feeling anything. I, I definitely agree with that. And then again next week when we have I think they have a back-to-back next week. It's Chicago, then they go to Milwaukee, and then they end the season. Or maybe that's two weeks from now. But that's the next uh, back-to-back. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it, it's 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 an interesting question. I'm not sure what the right answer is because I, I agree with you. Getting that one seed most likely means you avoid Brooklyn unless Brooklyn loses that first game somehow. With the playing. Um, okay. Yeah, probably. Now that Toronto's
0: it, out of it, I don't see it.
1: Yeah, probably very very unlikely. I. Yeah. So getting that one seed matters. I, I I agree with you. It becomes a question of what matters more. You, you know, the health um, are, are going for this, the top seed that you can possibly get here. And it's if Brooklyn could like be a lot of issue. issue.
0: Like I haven't health hasn't been an issue with these guys for a long time. So it's just kind of new to me to be thinking about. Guys staying healthy. They've been they've been really healthy for a while. They we, we
1: have a, guys with a history of health problems, so they've they've gotten through these last thirty games for sure with being mostly healthy. But Smart, Horford, Rob, and to an extent Brown, have all been guys uh-huh. that have missed uh, an extended amount of games. And um, both yeah, Brown I don't and, know. It's and tough Smart because missed going into the playoffs before.
0: They're playing so well. I would hate for them to lose rhythm. Um, I mean, they're just playing so well that I don't think anybody can beat them. Uh, you know, I, I'm only sitting guys. I'm only sitting guys if, if they're hurt or if they're feeling like they're they're tired and they can't play. But if they feel good, everybody should be playing right now. Yeah, mm. I, I, that's what I think. I think he, he even like these last nine games because it's like just just carry it over because then after the season ends, you got you get what four or five days before the playoff starts. Um I don't I don't know if you want to sit guys too long and then have them not like find their way until games three or four. And then if you're not the one seed and you're playing like a real team in that first round, you know, you could find yourself in the dog fight. Yeah.
1: And, know, and that, yeah. I, I think the I think the sweet part and spot for seeding is either one or four. Um I think that two or three seed you you're likely to have to go through um, Brooklyn, and then in the second round, Philadelphia and Milwaukee, and that—that's just a gauntlet that um, is is really really different. depending on how things mm-hmm.
0: fall, yeah. fall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my, Miami could just continue to fall here.
1: What, it looks what's happening
0: here. in Miami? Yeah, I mean, Miami is completely falling apart. I don't know, understand. I don't know if it's because well, I do think it has a lot to a lot to do with Tyler Hero because he's hurt. Uh, he has not been playing well, or not playing, and you know you're talking about their leading scorer, probably right, or the, their most effective scorer. So I think that's really hurt them. And if he's not, if Tyler Harris is not ready to go, come playoff time, Miami doesn't really have a chance because he comes off the bench and it's like 30 shots per 20 minutes, some crazy stat like that. He's they just go to him, um, and he's he's just not been effective for a long time now. And Butler's so really I
1: hurt think that's, them with his inability to shoot the ball um
0: that too you, yeah you can
1: cover him a and, lot and kyle different.
0: lowry as well lowry's yeah. not shooting it either yeah
1: yeah so um the, their inability to shoot is, i think is, is dragging them down and you're right they could and, drop before and,
0: and and i think hero's been their best player this year i think he's been you know uh, kind of under the radar when you talk about he's not like an all-star
1: if he's if he's their best yeah. player that's problematic for them
0: well they best off Offensive player.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I still think that's um, problematic for them if he's their best uh,
0: Although he he he's had a lot of success against the Celtics. So
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's
0: good. Yeah, if we get them and he's not at full strength. Uh so I mean it's a great opportunity here for the Celtics. Um, you know what a couple of weeks ago, Jim, we talked about
1: Well, can you know, we stay right on can we start keep, stay on seating before we move on to something else? If you were gonna yeah, rank sure. who you were gonna play in the first round. Um, yeah. go like four to you know, four being the the one you'd like to see the least down to one of potential opponents. How would you do that?
0: All right. So, the, the people I'd like to see the least, uh, is Brooklyn obviously. for a first round opponent. Yeah. Yeah. So, Brooklyn, um, they're not going to see Philly or, or I'm walking the first round. So, I'm going to leave them out. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess for me, it would be, um, Toronto then um Chicago then Cleveland so Cleveland I want to see the most and then Chicago the second most uh, if I can avoid Toronto and Brooklyn I think that's awesome it's because Toronto's gonna win games and they're gonna it's gonna be pains in the asses
1: yeah oh yeah they, they're gonna come out with those yeah. defenses so and um Toronto's not a team that scares me in the like to lose they're I just think. gonna play hard. I think the Celtics win that series, but I think it'd be Me a grueling, exhausting series. Um, yeah. Chicago and Cleveland. I mean, Chicago's good. They get some talent. Lonzo Ball, it doesn't even sound like he's coming back. Um, I mean, they had to sit him down for 10 days without any anything mm-hmm. at all. So that that doesn't sound encouraging for them. Um, I So yeah, I'd rather. I think Cleveland, Jared
0: Allen, they have no timetable in Cleveland on him. I mean, I'd rather Cleveland, yeah. but
1: the Chicago element of that doesn't. Worry me either. Um, I don't think you can match up against Miami. Um, but they're another one like Toronto that you just worry about them figuring it out and defensively um, being a real pain in the ass. That's
0: the um Very well coached.
1: You know, if they had to play Brooklyn in the first round, let's say that happens. You know, all the elements. You know, they go for it like you say, and they don't win enough games. They finish with the two seed, um, and it happens that way. Do you have the Celtics as the underdogs or the favorite in that series? Now knowing that Kyrie can play in every single game.
0: The favorites. I'm just watching Brooklyn play defensively. I just, I don't think they can make stops when it matters at the end of games and the Celtics can. So I'd be going into that series expecting the Celtics to win, but I'd be scared shitless of Kevin Durant that he can just take over a game at any moment and, and beat the Celtics. But, I think at this point, we've seen enough to know that the Celtics are the better team this year. Matter of fact, every series the Celtics play now, in my mind, they're the favorite if they're healthy.
1: Yeah, Milwaukee I think they might be, win Milwaukee, the NBA championship. Milwaukee might be the exception, especially if they get going at any point. Well, they, the have the,
0: they have the they have the cheat code, too. Yeah. <laughs> they have Giannis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: As far as Brooklyn goes, I like I'd probably have the Celtics a slight favorite a really slight favorite and and that series could go either way I I think Durant again like you said is such a killer that you just any moment he could just take over a game even one on four you know Kyrie's
0: playing out of his mind right Kyrie
1: offensively is is excellent obviously um although I you know he had that moment in the finals with LeBron against Golden State I know He's also had some real, you know, stinkers of, of not showing up in the playoffs as well. I Here's where I think the Celtics could take advantage of them. I, I do think Brooklyn uh, defensively is not a great team. I think Kyrie in particular is someone you can go right after, and they did that in, in Boston a few Sundays ago. I think and Andre went after him like 24 times and had success on most opportunities. Um you know they're not very big inside. Uh, I know they have, um, you know, uh,
0: Drummond. They have Aldridge and Drummond. Yeah, in The
1: Celtics, the Celtics know how to pull him out and take advantage of them, especially with the five they can throw out there, where I think Drummond almost becomes a you know a times and on factor um, and Aldridge really can't move defensively. So there is that. The Celtics, on the other hand, um, you know really struggle against them defensively. You know, they're the oh, one yeah. team because they the shot-making. You know, Dragic seems to be able to get what he wants whenever he wants against the Celtics in the past. Aldridge can shoot over their defensive bigs, which is a problem. And, of course, there's Duran yep. and Kyrie. And the other thing yeah, that is that Brooklyn did not do, um, that the Celtics did do, is the Celtics down the stretch doubled Duran and were able to take the ball out of his hands quite a bit in that fourth quarter made other people, whether Kyrie or whoever beat you. Um, Brooklyn didn't do that. I don't at all. And um, the, yeah, I, that's I the, They'll
0: do that. This the time. Brooklyn has that Mike D'Antoni mindset though. And that Mike D'Antoni mentality defensively that's he was on the staff last year with Steve Nash. They didn't make adjustments the entire playoffs mm-hmm. last year defensively. Um, I just, what, The right thing to do would be be the double on their staff. Yeah. Like the right right thing to do would be the double Tatum. But does that disrupt some sort of offensive philosophy that they have as a team? If they do that, that if that, you know, they're looking for turnovers a, a separate way or something, because I just don't see it with that team ever making adjustments, you know, ever. You know, watching them in the Memphis game, Morant's not even playing. You give up 140 points, and, you know, Memphis was just doing the same thing over and over again. I just – I don't know. It would be interesting uh, be, to see you know, be, what kind insane. of coaching would actually show up. It would be
1: insane if they don't double-tate him. Uh, you know, I've, they have gone to zone against the Celtics in the past. Um, mm-hmm. It would just be crazy not to double – you know, it would be a fireball offense, especially if you lost the series.
0: Or, or, if you don't want to double him, put your best defender on him, Kevin Durant, which they didn't do either. It's asking a lot. Bro. I don't understand why Kevin Durant's not covering Tatum.
1: It, it's, that's asking a lot, even for a guy like Durant, um, who's as exceptional as he is. The injuries that he's had to, you know, carry the offensive load like, you know, he has against the Celtics, and then to chase around Jason Tatum um, on the other end. You uh, could do it, it
0: for the fourth quarter. He could, you know?
1: he could. He could do it yeah. at all.
0: Yeah, he absolutely could. Yeah. So, it, um, yeah. What do they? I think their downfall is coaching. I I think if they lose, it's because of coaching.
1: Well, you would have to absolutely say Emei would have the advantage in that series of a, Steve Nash. I, I Absolutely.
0: Yeah. It's basically it's Emei versus Mike D'Antoni. I mean, it's the same system. It's just, and how many times do we have to watch that system and just know it's. It, it's not going to work.
1: It is. It's not going to work. It's amazing to sit here right now and, and talk about how the Celtics might be a slight favorite and, and talk about how they need to stay healthy or seeding. And oh, you know, with, a couple months ago, you wanted to get into a playoffs, have a competitive series, maybe two, and you call it a great season. And now your mindset is thinking, how can we set this up both health and seeding wise so the Celtics the best chance of winning this thing? Like we're we're doing this a couple months ago. Can win it.
0: Yeah, a couple months ago, I wanted them to shut Tatum and Brown down and try to get like a a good draft pick. Yeah, (laughs) yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) A lot of people. I was never for that. I I just thought that's a really bad message to your two best players. But uh, you weren't alone in that. There were a lot of people that thought that 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 maybe they they should go
0: tanking. So you made a comment earlier. Um Phoenix pretty much has the same record as the Celtics over these last thirty or so mm-hmm. um so and they their win- i mean their win margin it's pretty identical when you see the you know they've been doing it without chris Paul and now he's back. I'm not a big believer in phoenix but i i sometimes i feel like I'm disrespecting what they've accomplished. I think they've had like an eighty percent win margin over like the last like two seasons or something, something, some crazy stat. Um, Is Phoenix not the favorite to win the NBA Finals, in your opinion? Or should they be the favorite? I think they probably
1: would be. Um, I don't know what Vegas odds are on this thing. Um, I can look that up when you start talking again in a minute. I I would have to say Phoenix is probably the favorite, but I, I don't know how anyone could be an overwhelming favorite this year. Um, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I could see Dallas getting out of the West and you could I see could three see or four it. teams getting out of the East. So this is, um, I I think, more than any other season, maybe with the exception of last season, actually. Um, these last two seasons, you don't look at one team and say, ah, oh, nobody's yeah. going to beat them. You know, and, yeah. uh, certainly now where it doesn't seem like Ben Simmons is going to be able to come back you know, and be there for Brooklyn. Even if he was, I don't know how good he would be. So, yeah, I think that's probably the favorite, but not not a running away favorite. It's uh, it's going to be real cool playoffs. And uh, I'll
0: yeah. look up right now what the odds are. Yeah, the neighbors have dogs who are like on, on cocaine or something. I hate them. I hate these two dogs. Um, so if you can hear them in the background. They're just terrible animals. I'm a dog lover, but these two dogs just need to be put down. This is the dumbest animals in the world. So if you hear them, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I I, uh, I think that um, in my mind, if I were an odds maker, I think, and I could just be wearing my, my Celtic green pajamas here, but a Celtics-Phoenix series is what I would think would be the favorite right now for an NBA's finals. I believe that the Celtics are going to win it all at this point. So um, this is, this is the we odds. had an interesting call. These are the
1: odds by Vegas. So Phoenix is, uh, you know, according to Caesar, they're plus three fifty. So the odds on favorite. Brooklyn is next at plus five hundred. Golden State plus six fifty. Tied with Milwaukee. Then it's Philly at plus eight fifty, and then it's Boston at plus a thousand. So Boston. Oh, is have watching <laughs> Six uh, right now, Celtics have the six best odds of winning it.
0: Well, make that bet, teams. even though we don't give betting advice on the show. So, we had an interesting conversation last year, Jam. It was around the time Rob started to play well prior to the playoffs and prior to injury. Um, we were talking about you know what he could turn into and could he be a three point shooter one day? And we're just like really going at it with what Rob's potential was and we're seeing it grow um we had a little bit of a conversation like who would you rather uh DeAndre Ayton or Rob Williams and after the playoffs last year we were in the NBA finals run we were like it's Ayton all the way i think it's fair to bring that conversation back up um if you if you were starting a team right now and you had a choice between the two of them at center are you going with Ayton or do you think Rob has gotten to that level where he demands like the same respect as DeAndre Ayton um, especially with the way Aiden's still playing in Phoenix now.
1: Yeah, I don't watch Aiden enough to really make an informed um, an assessment on him. As you know, that's probably fair. He's a, I think, a better offensive player. Um, I don't know defensively if he's at Rob's level or not. Um, but he's going to get paid. Um, I, I think he's a free agent this offseason or unrestricted free agent. So he he's going to he's gonna get paid near max money really soon or max money. Um and it just goes to show like that we're even having a conversation with Rob and him. The incredible bargain the Celtics have gotten for Rob Williams over these next four years at about, you know, twelve, fourteen million a year, it's between twelve and fourteen million a year. And uh his ascension, um, what he's able to do for this team, this you know. I don't know how many centers around the league, um, obviously taking away Jokic and Embiid, really have this imp- much impact on winning for their team as Rob does right now. You're yeah. talking Jokic and Embiid, Aiden, and then then who? Maybe Rob, right? And that's yeah. that's the list. And he's just been. Such a force. You know, there were times, I think it was, maybe it was Utah, maybe it was another game, but it looked like the Celtics would get beat back door or, you know, they get beat off the dribble. And you wouldn't even see Rob in the picture. And then all of a sudden, he's just cleaning it up, either blocking it or forcing a tough shot. Um, The amount of ground he can cover, his ability, um, and then his ability to finish, you know, his shooting percentages are just amazing. You Know and um, and his passing is you know, I don't know if you remember one of the big flaws in his game, especially on a defensive rebound. It's like he wouldn't know
0: what to do with he it, he would just give the ball up, it was he just turn it over. Remember? It
1: would be the most insane thing I've ever seen. Um, but he doesn't seem to be thinking much about it anymore, and it is passing in the half court has got him really, really good, yeah
0: yeah and and that's the point right it's it's great that we can even have this conversation i mean even tonight he's matched up against carl anthony towns and you can you can make the argument now who would you rather
1: oh i left him out too that that,
0: wasn't fair Yeah, yeah yeah it's just crazy that you even have rob in those conversations um you know you think back about you know rob would have been a guy included in an anthony davis trade well thank god that didn't happen um It's uh, the, I think the way to end the pod today is things were so dire for the Celtics and so bad. Now we're talking about the one seed. We're talking about two players in the argument for defensive player of the year. We're talking about a player who's going to be a top four uh, vote getter and first team all player, you know, a top four vote getter for MVP. And then we can have an honest conversation that Brad Stevens should be considered the GM of the year and that Ime Udoka should be coach of the year. That yeah. is incredible where yeah, things stand right now. It's incredible. You
1: went, it's been a roller coaster. You went from a few years ago, probably the best roster uh, situation in the league, uh, best asset situation, to really be in middle to of the, the road. worst. Well, not the worst, but middle of the road.
0: It is, felt like it.
1: <laughs> um, you know, really hoping that your superstar blossoms and other things kind of fall into place. And you needed it all to fall into place because we were talking about, you know, they need to hit on some mid to late round picks, you know, yeah, Mater. We're, we're seriously having conversations about yeah, Mater needed to develop and be something because of the situation they were in and they didn't have a cap space and they, they didn't have great draft picks. Well, now you're in a spot where you are a contender and if you somehow were able to win it, um, the trajectory of this franchise has, you know, not just... You think this was a dramatic change? They, like this, you have you set yourself up for the next five years in a way that um, wasn't even fathomable to think about. Um, because now you attracted all sorts of players who want to come here and play on discounts, and, and, and you know, and, and yeah. really be able to build Just this. Thing up, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, you know,
0: good week of basketball here, Jim. Again. We just had a great week or so of basketball with that West Coast trip. A good team every night. And same thing here. You know, it's an extension of the West Coast trip tonight. They got Minnesota, a team playing for a lot. They got a really tough game on the – I think it is a really – I think these games are going to be close. I don't think we're, I, I mean, I'll probably be wrong, but I don't think we got Celtic blowouts these next two games. I think we got, games yeah, I, I think these it, next two.
1: I really think it's fascinating on how they handle it. How do they handle it back to back? They clearly didn't want to play Rob and Marcus in OKC. Um, yeah. Is, are they going to go to a similar script if Al's back tomorrow, those two guys sitting? So, Why not? I I mean, they might. Yeah. So I just wonder, and like, I can understand it. I, I, I mean, Last year, Rob was not available because over the last week of the season, he hurt his toe, and he could only play a game against Brooklyn. And, and there's still – in that questions. game, he
0: had six blocks in the quarter. Yeah.
1: yeah, and there's still some questions about his pain tolerance. Um, so I, I, I think there's – I'm fascinated to see how they handle it. I don't know exactly what the right answer is, but um, it's going to be interesting.
0: Yeah, well, good games either way. And then we end the week with Miami, so. Yeah. Um, All right. Everybody have a good week. Continue to listen to us. Thanks for your support. One
1: thing we neglected to say. Celtics win tonight. Philadelphia loses. They are actually the one seed going into. Yeah, we're happy.
0: Game out in Phillies and Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Crazy. All right.
0: Could be the one seed tonight. Yeah, they could. They certainly could. It'll be interesting. Tonight's going to be tough without Al, so we'll see. All right. Have a good one, everyone.